honor to declare our everlasting love for you. And we want to thank you, O oh God, because you are here once again, O oh God, to speak to us, O oh God. You are here once again to have in exchange of our issues your virtue. We are here once again, O oh God, in your presence for you to do great and mighty things in our lives that our lives might be changed and transformed into your own very image. Lord, tonight, O oh God, we ask, O oh God, that you will grant us listening ears, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that our hearts will be that good soil, that we hear right and do right, in the name of Jesus. Amen. By the end of this meeting, we'll, we will rejoice, O oh God, as such a, a word that you have visited us with, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Let us sit at the God's presence. It's an awesome time for us to always come before the presence of our Father. And we should not take it for granted because all we need is for the presence of the Father where two or three are gathered. The Lord is set to do great and mighty things. Praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And I thank God how God has been taking us for the past weeks now. And it seems as if we just keep digging and digging and going deeper and deeper. And it seems so inexhaustible. Tonight again, we're going to visit that same book of Mark. That same book of Mark where we have been receiving teaching for some time now. And we'll just continue in that spirit. But tonight we're going to look at another dimension, still with reference to that woman. And the dimension that we want to look about or we want to talk about tonight is hearing what is said and written. Hearing what is said and the written word. Or in other words, we can say what is written. What is written. And I know that as we go on, each and every one of us we have a specific title we want to put to what we get tonight. Because I believe that there are certain times that we may not be able to get an appropriate title that is left for the Spirit of God to do His work in us. Then He's able to tell us, This is what I intended to do in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you do not want to write a topic, you just leave the topic. And when God comes into our midst and visits you and I with God, we can just say, okay, this is the topic of what I have to write. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's go to Mark chapter 5. If we look at verse 27, Mark 5, 27, it said, that woman said, this same woman that we've been learning from for some time now, she said, when she had heard of Jesus, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Where we want to focus on tonight is when she had heard of Jesus. Now the question that readily comes to mind is what did she hear? The Bible said when she had heard of Jesus. So what did she hear? Because for her life to be transformed, for her life to be changed, then that means that she got something or heard something that made her life transformed. 
she had that transformed her life. So that myself and yourself can hear the same thing or something peculiar to our situation and our lives can be turned around. What did this woman hear? And I noted it here that um, people hear so many things. So many things. In this world, oh boy, people hear so many things. Now, what are the examples? Because we cannot exhaust it. What are the examples of things that people hear? What are the things that people hear? In a nutshell, number one, people hear the truth. People hear the truth. Number two, people hear distorted truth. We can put the, the first one as people hear the whole truth. The whole truth. Number two, people hear distorted truth. Distorted truth. There are some truths that by the time it begins to pass from A to B to C, A will say this said that, and by the time it gets to B, B will say that said this, and remove some components of what A said. And by the time that same message gets to C, you will know that the, that particular information has been so distorted. So people hear the whole truth, number one. People hear distorted truth, number two. And people hear lies, number three. People hear lies. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In order for us to see exactly what this woman had and how she was able to deal with what she had, it occurred to me that what she had was actually a product of what was written. What she had was actually a product of what was written. And what was written was a product of who was speaking. What was written was a product of who spoke that particular word that she heard. The woman in the Bible heard from people and she heard about Jesus. She didn't hear about the people, she heard about Jesus. And praise the Lord that Jesus is the word. The Bible said he is the word. Jesus is the word. So the woman heard the word of God. Now it occurred to me that that means that whatsoever is written is very important. Whatsoever is written is paramount to us hearing rights. Whatsoever is written and we hear is paramount to how we are able to generate faith in our hearts. Then I began to search, where can we find such things that are written and written concerning who or what? I then looked at Luke chapter 8. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 8. Okay. Before we go there, let's go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Praise God. If we go through the encounter of Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, then we will be able to understand the importance of that word that is written. So that by the time we are leaving this fellowship tonight, we will take importance of what is written. And what has been given to us, which is what was written, is the word of God. We will be able to see what importance we should attach to the word of God. The written word of God, and of course the revealed word of God. 
It takes the word to be, to, to be written for it to be revealed. If the word is not written, it cannot be revealed. It's because the word of God was written, that is why the Holy Spirit gives us inspiration concerning that word, and that word no longer becomes a written word, it becomes a revealed word. Praise you the Lord. So if we look at the encounter of Jesus, I know we're familiar with the story, but I want us to look critically. How was it that Jesus was able to lay off the devil? How was it that Jesus was able to put the devil to flight? The Bible said, and the devil left him for a season. He's always leaving for a season. He goes and comes back to always check that house that I left the other time. That person that I disturbed the other time. Is the person still the same person? Is the person still standing for the truth? Or the person has wavered? What was it that Jesus did? And you know, Jesus is our great example. If we look at Luke chapter 4, the Bible said, Being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Then the devil came. In verse 3. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Question number one. What has the Son of God, what does he have to do with bread? It's just like now. I'm hungry and I came to you. My name is Obifuki Adebayo. And I come to you and you have surplus bread. And I say, sis, I'm hungry. And you say, well, um, I can't give you this bread. I know you're hungry. The only condition in which I can give you this bread is that um, if you can really convince me that you are actually who you are, or better still, you have a stone in your hand. Let's even say you have that stone and it's not bread yet. And you tell me, I know you are hungry, but you know this stone, I know it has the capacity of being turned into, into, into bread. So if for you to prove to me that you are actually only for care, you can, can you turn this stone into bread? Now the truth of the matter is that the devil was not there when I, when I was made. It was Jesus and it was God Almighty that said, In your mother's womb, I knew you, I found you. The devil was not there when I was found. So he has no rights whatsoever to query me or to question me because of, based on the fact of who I am. What I'm saying is this. The fact that I'm going to the Bible, either I turn that stone into bread or I do not turn that stone into bread, it doesn't change my name. So the thing that we ought to recognize in that particular passage is that the enemy wanted to, you know, the enemy has a strategy and that strategy is to compete. Always compete for glory. Always compete for God's glory. Always competing for the place of God in a man's heart. So the enemy does not need to come physically for you to see that he's beginning to contain the glory of God in your hands. What he needs to do is to present you with a situation, an irresistible situation, and he will query you who you are. The same way he queried you and said, what are you doing? Don't you know that this fruit is able to make you wise? He queried and questioned the authority of him. Because he did not understand who she really was. Bible says he had gods. 
us to know that they were made in the image and likeness of God. So please, in which other way can we be wise when you are already a God? What kind of wiseness is wiser than God? Praise God. But the enemy came knowing that Eve was ignorant, came suddenly and said, if you eat it, the day you eat it, you will surely be wise. And he was able to get, to get her. But the Bible said that in verse 3, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. In other words, your life is all about food. Prove it to me that your life is all about food. And you know, so many of us will easily fall for it. Because we are hungry. We easily deprive or deprive ourselves of who, who, who exactly we are. Because of the present condition, we easily forget who we are. We will rather exchange the glory of God upon our life for something else. But I pray that this evening, that the grace of God will be given to us. So that we will be able to stand firm and stand firm to the fact of who we are in the name of Jesus. Yes. Now, what was Jesus' reply in verse 4? He said, Jesus answered him saying, It is written. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Jesus overcame that first temptation by it is written. And it was because it's the word, he knows the word. So for you and I, how do we have the privilege of, how, how do, are we able to overcome certain things that come to us? Knowing what the word of God has written concerning every situation. But you know, if we do not, if we are not lovers of the word, we cannot know what is it takes a love of God. It takes a man like David that pants after God, like the heart parted for the waters. It takes a man that wants to give his heart to God, that seeks after God, to love God, love him enough to know him. Because the more of God you know, the more of this world we want to know. Because we cannot separate the word of God from who God is. So if we claim we love God, we will dwell in the word of God. He said it is written that we shall not live by bread alone. Let's go on. If we look at the second and third temptation, the same thing happened. It said in verse 5, that the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. And the devil said, all this power will I give thee." And the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I will, I give it. He took Jesus up. And I like the way King James put it. He said, He showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment. Bronzes. All the things you see. <laughs> all the things you see now. In a moment. They they can fit in the twinkle of an eye. No wonder the Bible said, in the twinkle of an eye, he shall appear. So all these things, all the fashion, all the money, all the cars, all the houses, and everything that we want to amass to ourselves, the Bible said it's just for 
here today, disappear tomorrow. So if a man's life is now dependent on this glory, the glory of the kingdoms, imagine how miserable that life is. Because the Bible said, it said those things just appeared briefly just in the moment of time. And Jesus said in verse 8, you know, if you look at verse 4 or verse 7, the devil actually wanted to give him all the glory of those kingdoms, those ones that are just in a moment of time. He wanted to give it in exchange of worship. He wanted Jesus to worship him. And I thank God for God. Because God said, Jesus said in verse 8, he said, and Jesus said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan. It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and he alone shall you serve. Rosses, who do you give your worship? Where your treasure is, your heart is. And where your heart is, that is who you are giving your worship. So if your treasure is in things of the world, those things that the Bible say are just there for a moment, that is where your heart is. And that is who your God is. But I believe that tonight, that God will give us the grace to be able to see those things right. That we might be able to separate ourselves from this, the encumbrances of this world. And to know that, look, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. All those things will be added. All these things that we pray for, they are already in the package. Can you just tell your neighbor, it's in the package. It's in the package. Now, do you not leave the package for what is inside? Do you understand? You have been handed a big box, a package. Do you now start to disturb yourself with the content of the, one of the contents of the package? No. It's a full package. And what is the prerequisite? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Which means you, we are not just to seek the kingdom of God, we are to seek after his righteousness. Which means a man can seek the kingdom of God, but that man will not be righteous. Which means a man can seek the kingdom of God, but he may not be in right standing with God. So God is saying, I want to give you this full package. If I give you this full package, you can be your full package. What is the full package? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then you will get your full package. And I pray that tonight, as many of us as are craving for one or two things in the package, and not saying with our eyes that we have the full package, that tonight God will begin to open our eyes to where our full package is in the name of Jesus. And everything we need to do pertaining to life and godliness so that we can live right with God. God will grant us that grace in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If we go to the third temptation, Matthew, the devil always seeks for worship. And that's why the Levites are very important in Israel. The praise singers, the, the people that bring forth the praise of God are very important in the body of Christ because it's a thin line it's a very thin line. Someone can be in the world, someone can sing about the world, and then come and quickly get the mic and come on to sing for God. But the Bible made us to know 
that God is interested in the life. Who is the life that is singing? Who is the life that is presenting this sacrifice upon the altar? Cain and Abel, the Bible said, he said, God accepted Abel's life first before his offering. Because God saw that Abel got it right. He saw that Abel, there was nothing he couldn't give God. He gave the best to God. But Cain, Cain decided to do selection. He decided to do like Saul and said, no, bro, this one, let's separate this one. When God said, wipe out, he said, no, okay, let's keep. Wiser than God. I pray we will not play wiser than God in the name of Jesus. If you look at the third temptation, it says, that's uh, in verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem. He brought him to Jerusalem. The beginning, the foundation. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Remember I told us at the beginning, I said people hear certain things, people hear lies, people hear distorted truth. The devil was bringing a distorted truth to Jesus. He was telling him, that, look, just cast yourself down. Cast yourself down. They are preaching it concerning you now. That look, when you come down like this, uh, the angels will catch you. Now thank God for God. And Jesus said, it is said. Again, it is said. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You know, my husband and I cancelled, my husband and I cancelled some people yesterday. And just to try to see if I can buttress this point. The lady said um, she took herself to this guy's place and she was telling herself I have everything under control I have it under control and one thing led to the other and it led to the other and I asked her why did you call or seek for help or just say look I'm in the dilemma I've walked into this trap what should I do and she said mommy I thought I had it under control. You know, Jesus could have said here, is it not just to jump? I have it under control. Yeah, I have it under control. The angels, I know the angels will not fail me. They will catch me. They will catch me. I'm the son of God, am I not? I'm the son of God. And they cannot allow me to fall down without them catching me. My father is in heaven. He's my brother. And you know, sometimes that's what we do. We play God. We walk ourselves into trap and we say, no, I have it under control. I have it under control. The Holy Spirit keeps telling us and breaking our conscience that no, bro, no. And then they keep telling us, sister, no, this is the wrong path. And you keep telling Holy Spirit, you are too, you stress yourself to 
much under control. I pray tonight that as many of us are depending on ourselves, depending on flesh, and telling our flesh that we have it under control, we will have everything. We will have everything and know that the Bible said, it said the flesh warreth against the spirit and the spirit warreth against the flesh. There's a war. And by the time you realize that there's a war between the flesh and the spirit, we will learn that what we carry, what we carry is so big, is so great. God has given us his own spirit. He deposited his own spirit. His own spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit is not another spirit. The same spirit that, that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. You know, sometimes I look at myself again. God, you mean I carry that same spirit? And I think sometimes it doesn't join a lot of believers that we carry that same spirit. We still doubt it. We still feel it can be possible. What is it possible? In fact, not only that it is possible, it is what was done. We carry the same spirit. And Jesus said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And verse 13 said, And when the devil had ended all, Matthew, all, all the temptation, he departed from him for his sins. The Bible said he had, he had done all, all his temptation. And you know that's why sometimes you see that it seems a particular sister or it seems a particular brother just keep going down and down, one sin to the other, lying with it to this, drinking with it to carry women, women with it. So many things. It, it's just a cycle. It just keeps going on and on. That is because the devil is not joking. My husband always says that. The devil is not joking. Until he finishes that man, he doesn't go. Until he's, he has gotten the end of that man, he doesn't leave that man. Until he's, he sees, by the time he sees that, this one, he's still fighting with the body. No. Once see, this flesh, the enemy knows how to control it. And that's why the Bible said, if you have the spirit of God, if we say we have the Spirit of God, let's live by the Spirit. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the source of God. So it takes you and I to be led by the Spirit of God. For us to be able to war, wage war against this flesh that wants to take away who we are. He wants to take away who we are. And he wants to do all those temptations and make sure that we are falling. I pray we will not fall in the name of Jesus. We will not fall in the name Amen. of Jesus. But God says, in case you are falling, you can rise. You can rise. Because the grace is given unto us to rise again. Not to be, it's the enemy that's a defeated foe. And because he's a defeated foe, he wants more people to be defeated foes. But the Bible says that we, you and I, we are more than a conqueror. That the other way he gave that example. He said, Do you know the meaning of more than a conqueror? He said, Imagine in the ring that you have two fighters. And there is one fighter that has been having, he's been the champion, you know, the, the person that holds maybe the belt or the crown for so long. And you now brought one tiny thing to fight him. 
What I did was I went back to the world. Where is your written? Concerning my situation, the Bible said, none shall be married. Woman, Father, your word said, none shall be married in the land. My case cannot be that. The only person that was barren in the land, she cursed and she mocked the king. Lord, I have not done that. You see my heart. So because I have not done that, that means I have a right. Like the Zelopian daughters. I have a right to collect my inheritance. So Lord, I have come to collect my inheritance. It took four years, but I collected this. It's not how long or how well. It's not how long or how well. We, God gave us a quality child. It's not by quantity, but by quality. And you know later, we started trusting God. God, another one now. <laughs> you understand? I was believing on twist. I said, God, you can do more. I'm a mother of children. The Bible didn't say that. Uh, he didn't say I'm a mother of a child. He said, mother of children. He said, my children will surround my table. Uh-uh. God, you said children. If you wanted child, you would have been just one. I went on prayer again. Father, your word said. And I know that it will still come to pass. But you know, I know that God has given us so much children, so many. I was speaking to one of my mothers, and I was complaining to her. I said, how can God just give me one child? How can God just give us one? I know that God can do more. I know, I've been trusting God. I've been looking at the scripture. I've been believing him. I believe. I know what the woman said. She said, ah, I think you should thank God. He said, because we, we have four. I wanted us to just have two. But my husband said, hey, no, how can you just have two? He said, now that they are older, some of them are getting married, my husband was wishing that they had just two. He said, so, don't worry, because I know that your husband is a pastor. I know that God has given you so many spiritual children. And I said, ah, that is it. So where I don't have more physical, God has given me more spiritual. And I said, God, I'm satisfied. But if you say another one, let them come in twins. Hallelujah. So my heart is glad because I know whom I believe. And I know what God has promise concerning me. So are you in a situation? You don't know what to do? Don't worry. Search the word. Look at that scripture that tells about your circumstance. Then take it to the Lord and say, God, it is your word that said this. That is your seed. Plant that seed and the seed will grow. That is that seed. That is that word that he said, my word will not return to me void, it will be accomplished. That which, the purpose for which I have sent it. There was a purpose for why God sent the word to us, it will accomplish it. In the name of Jesus. I said it will accomplish it. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. What are the things that affect what we hear? If you look at that Mark uh, 5 woman, that woman with the issue of love, certain things affected what she had. You know, like I began, I said, that woman's life is a challenge, and I want us to key into what she did that gave us success. Because I know that God has planned us to succeed. 
So things that affect what you hear. Number one, location. Number one, location. That woman must have been at the right place to hear what was said about Jesus. The Bible said, the woman, when the woman heard about Jesus, then she took up and said, yes, I will come into the press and touch the hem of his garment. Number one thing that affects what we hear is our location. So, bro, sis, either location in the spirit or location in the physical. Where you are located matters. Your level in the spirit realm matters. Your location, either in the physical or in the spiritual, will tell a lot about what kind of things you hear. Some people, I tell them, there was a particular sister, she came and said, Mommy, ah, before we sleep at night, what is worldly, worldly songs? And they will increase the volume that you can't even pray. As we are waking up in the morning, it is all those songs. And she said, before you knew it all, I said, Mommy, no song in me. I said, Sis, you need a relocation. Because as long as you stay there, before you know it, you will forget all the Christian songs you have ever learned. And before you know it, you will begin to sing those songs. And those songs are so corrupt because they come from the pit of them. Some of those people that sing those songs, they are signed, you see? Their signature is beside that of Lucifer. And they are signed their lives to the devil. So they, they can sing anything. Their life does not count to them. So I said, sis, relocate. Can you just tap your label? Relocate. relocate. If you are in the wrong place, <laughs> let's say if you, if you are in the wrong place, kindly relocate. What of the spirit realm? If in the spirit realm, you are still a babe, you are still taking milk, you are still crawling at these end times. Ah, sister, Relocation is imminent. If at this end time someone still has to beg you or beg me, see, so you wake up now, read your Bible, won't you have a quiet time? At this time, quarter to end time, we are still begging you for quiet time, we are still begging you to pray, we are still begging you to fast. Quarter to end time, sis, relocate. If you don't relocate, I pray that that is not where heaven will come and meet. This is the time to relocate the five foolish and five wise virgins. What was their problem? Location. What happened? The first set that were wise, they had oil in their lamp. So what they did was they carried extra oil, there was oil in their lamp, they carried their lamp, their lamp was straight, ready for the master. The is the oil in your life sufficient to carry you to when the master will come? Is the oil in my life sufficient to carry me through when the master will come knocking? Is the oil in your life sufficient, burning, even with extra oil, to take you an extra mile to where God has called you to be? Is that oil able to make you stay in the place where God will meet you, actually. 
So if you are here tonight, you know of someone, or it's even you, and you see that the way you are getting the oil in your spiritual land, that the oil is going down, cease fire off the altar. Bro, fire off the altar. And someone may ask, where do I get oil? From the word of God. Where do I get oil? From the Spirit of God. He said that you shall receive power when the Spirit of God comes upon you. What is this oil? The power that comes from the Holy Spirit. He has given us an abundance. All we need to do is ask. I want more of you. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. More of you. We can never know too much of Jesus. We know more by day, day by day, day by day. More of you, Jesus. I'm not satisfied. More of you, Jesus. And the more we get unsatisfied, the more He pours oil on our cup. He said, My cup. When it sees that you're not satisfied, when it sees that you are you are gradually seeking and thirsting more for him, what he does is that he keeps pouring. He keeps pouring. He keeps pouring. And there's an overflow. And when there's an overflow, it's not only your life and then your family that benefits, people around you benefit. Because there's an overflow. I know that we're going with an overflow tonight. I said, I know that we're going with an overflow tonight. In the name of Jesus. Location, she was in the right place. Now, another thing, company, she was in the midst of those that gave her the correct information about God. Company, sis, who are those that are in your company, bro? Who are those that are your friends? Who are those that are in your company? What kind of company do you keep? Do you keep company that will say, Let's go now, just one party in one? Who are you behaving like this? Hey? Just to enjoy yourself. Why are you behaving like this? And look at how you are. As 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 you are, you don't have a common boyfriend. Ah, shame on you. Not at this age. Is that the kind of company you keep? She was in the midst of the right company. No, no wonder. Some said, Blessed is he that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seats of his company. So, our location is where you sit, where you stand, where you walk. Who do you sit with? Who do you walk with? Location. The third thing that determines or affects what we hear and that we saw that affected what that woman heard was timing. She was there at the right time. Because it's possible they might have said some things about Jesus and um, they must have finished saying it before she got there. But she got there right on time. Timing. In the things of the Spirit, time is of the essence. In the things of the Spirit, time is of the essence. I've, I've had times when the Spirit of God would wake me, like yesterday, by I disobeyed and Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. God woke me up and said, Daughter, we need to talk. I heard it. We need to talk. I was so tired. I slept. It was this morning. Jesus. And now, did you know when you begin to do rush hour? No. 
betray me. And I'm sure at least one God wanted to tell me then. Because I know it was crucial in the heart of my father. But I'm praying for mercy that he will be able to still tell me. Timing. This is the time when we should seek and pursue after the things of God. You know, I was talking to someone and the person said, my problem with being born again is that I won't be able to do some certain things. I said, who is giving you the barrier? Who is placing boundaries for you? I said, see, come unto me. Obey that come first. When you obey come, when the Spirit of God begins to deal with you, you won't even remember those things that you said you wanted to do. Because this, this, see, the school of the Spirit is the school of dealing. The school of the Spirit is a school that deals with people. If he, he furnishes us, he, he fits us into the right shape. And he says, align. Be the best shape it can be. It's a school that gives us exercises. As we do exercises in the physical, there are exercises in the spirit that makes us align, make us conform, make us to have a stature that Jesus is proud of. He said we should not be satisfied until we come to that stature. Sis, bro, what is your stature? To attain a particular stature in Christ, where God wants you to be, you have to walk in time. Then it's coming, time will be no more. I'm, I'm not sure Pastor D knew he was going to die. I'm not sure he knew. Maybe he had munitions. But time up. At 42, time up. I pray that God will give us grace. That we will not waste time. Like a song said, he said, busy serving the Lord. Busy praying for others. Busy sweeping the floor in the house of the Lord. Prophesying and praying, singing, dancing, and clapping. But do you really know the Lord? Or you are just walking for Him? Brothers, let us really know the Lord. The fourth thing, I said the first thing that affects things that we hear is the location. The second one is our company. The third is timing. And the fourth is the state of our hearts. The state of our hearts. That woman had a particular state of heart. And it, I perceived that the state of her heart was a state that was ready. A state that was ready to say, no, <laughs> no, I won't give up. A state that was ready to say, no, this is what I believe. This is what the word of God said. Ha, this is my portion. This is my portion. This is my rights. The Bible said, the Zenobian daughter, they came and said, sir, <laughs> Please do not put your push aside, though. Because our father did not have sons, does not mean that we daughters cannot inherit the inheritance of our father. And wrong, since they were given their inheritance. Mm. So it's not by gender. Mm. It's by the favor of the Lord. It's not by gender. It's not by gender. Her state of heart, she was ready. So, brothers, if you are ready to grow in the Lord, if you are ready to receive more from God, if you are ready to be more than this in the stature, in the realms of the Spirit, the, I don't want to say the sky is the limit. There is no evil limit. You are limitless. You are limitless. You hunger and thirst for God, you are limitless. You will burn like fire for God. 
you are panting after God, you are limitless. There are things that will begin to happen to you that you will say, God, and I know I would have started this work earlier. When things begin to happen to you and you begin to strive, you begin to move forward, you begin to move higher and higher in the ranks of the Spirit. And God begins to get confidence in you and begins to give you more things, more assignments to reveal Himself more to you. You say, Oh, have a Father. It's so good to trust in Jesus. It's so good to be in His loving arms. That woman was ready. The fifth thing is that her value was correct. Value. Her value was correct. Ross says, what do you place your value upon? The Bible says in Matthew 6, 21, it said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. She placed value on Jesus' virtue. She placed value on what was inside the master. She placed value on who God was. And she said, no, I'm going to get it. She placed value on what she had. Do we place value on what we hear? Do we place value on what God tells us? Do we place value on what God tells us to do? Even if it's a very small assignment, and God is just saying, pricking you in your heart, that I want you to speak to that sister. And you begin to say, hey, hey, how will I, how will I, how will I? Value on small spiritual things. They look small, but they are mighty. Do we place value on the instructions that we receive? That woman placed value on what she had. And because she placed value on what she had, it made her whole. She placed value on people. Praise the Lord. Are we getting something tonight? Praise God. Then let's go to Luke chapter 8. What are the things that affect what we hear? What are the things that affect what we hear? I want to start from Luke chapter 8, verse 18. It says, Luke 8, 18. What are the things that affect what we hear? Luke 8, 18 says, Take, take heed therefore how you hear. This, this, it was as if the veil was removed from my eyes when I saw this. It said, take heed therefore how you hear. How you hear. How you hear. Take heed therefore, how ye hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. And whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which it seemed that he had. Even that which it seemed that he had. And I was surprised that how would a man be? Strip of what he thinks he had. I just the amplified. He says, Be careful, therefore, how you listen. So it's, it's, it's also hearing and listening. He said, Be careful, therefore, how you listen. For to him who has spiritual knowledge will more be given. And from him who does not have spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks and guesses and supposes that he has will be taken away. So, bro, there is a how of what you hear. There's a how. There has to be a how we hear. There has to be how we hear. Praise the Lord. So, how, what are the things that affect how we hear? We'll also look at that same Luke 
I'll start from verse 4. Luke chapter 8. I'll start from verse 4. Give me a minute to I wrote some things down and I felt to share with us before we go In this account of Luke chapter 8, if we start from verse 4, we saw that Jesus was actually telling them a parable. And in verse 4 it says, And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out from every city, he spake by a parable. And he said, a sower went out to sow a seed. Are we there? Yes, okay, so that it can be more interactive, I want us to really follow. Can someone help me read from verse 5? And a, a, a sower went out to sow a seed. As he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was thrown down, and the fowls of the earth devoured it. And so fell upon the rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And so fell on thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Another fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit, and hundredfold. And when he has said these things, he cried, He that had ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said unto them, He said, Unto, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now, the parable is this the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then, Cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among tongues are they which, when they are heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on good on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Thank you so much. I hope you follow. Praise God. Let me follow that scripture. Praise the Lord. Now, if we follow very well, we'll realize that it points out the fact that how you hear is a function of where the seed fell. How you hear, because we have read in verse 18, it said, after that parable, it said, take it how you hear. Which means, Jesus was referring to the parable that was said before this verse 18. That was what made me to see is that how you hear the word of God is a function of where the seed that you hear fell. Now, let's go on. 
if we check the scripture very well, we'll see that the so are so. Praise God. Did the so are so? Did the so are so? Yes. Okay. So does the sower have any fault in this case? He didn't. And do you know why I said he didn't? Because the Bible said a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, it was as he sowed that some fell. It wasn't the sower that allowed them to fall. It was as he sowed. The sower had a good intention. But as he was sowing, some fell. Let's go on. Now, the problem is, however, where the seed fell. That was why the Bible was able to say the different categories of where those seed fell. Now, if we look on and on, we will see that the first kind of place that this seed fell, the Bible said it was a wayside. And when the Bible was explaining the wayside, this brings to Paul that there is actually a wayside kind of soul or heart. So how does a man hear? If a man has a wayside kind of heart, if a man has a wayside kind of soul, and what is a wayside kind of heart? A wayside kind of heart, based on that interpretation, are those that they had access to that word, but the enemy stole that word before that word, before they could even benefit and believe the word. Different kinds of people. There are different kinds of ways in which they hear. And one way that affects how people hear is the kind of hearts they have. And for people that have a kind of wayside kind of heart, what their hearts, the best that their hearts can do for them, if they are a wayside kind of heart, is that the enemy comes to steal that seed before it makes any effect in their lives. So when you hear people, the problem is not hearing. Certain people will hear, but when they hear, what happens? Their heart, their soul, is not in alignment with what God wants. What God wants is for us to have a good soul kind of heart. Such that when the word is sown, it bears fruit. But a wayside kind of heart cannot bear fruit because that kind of heart cannot receive enough moisture for any growth to happen. So if any growth does not happen, like Satan went to Jesus, he will quickly come and before that seed is able to see the light of the day, he removes it. That is where some people are being preached to today. You preach to them today. It seems what they heard don't make any good to them and they go back to their own ways. It's a wayside kind of heart. I was speaking to a brother and he said, ah, Mommy, I heard what you said. I was telling him to give his life to Christ. And he said, Mommy, I heard you. But you know, I'm not convinced. Yes. He said, I've heard you, but I'm not convinced. You know what I said? It was, I was even shocked to why I said that. I said, you don't have to be convinced. I don't do the convincing. You don't do the convincing. The Holy Ghost does the convincing. 
What is important? Uh, the seed. But I was, I was uh, worried about the kind of soul, about the kind of heart that that brother had. Because what he had, if he is not taken, the devil quickly comes, steals it away, and it was as though no, no seed was so. It was as though he didn't hear anything. Now, another kind of way, or another kind of heart that people have, the scripture made us to understand. He said it's like a plain or surface rock. When the seed, as the sower was going on his own, to go and sow, so fell. And as it fell, it fell upon the rock. That is another kind of heart or soul. When a seed falls on a plain or surface rock, those are the kind of hearts that they quickly withdraw from what they have had because of trials and temptation. There is no one under the surface of the planet Earth that will not be tried and that will not be tempted. So what God intends for us to have is that the Word of God rooted in us will be able to try any trial or temptation. So if by any trial or temptation, your faith easily withers, or your faith is easily wavers, and you are already so afraid that, oh God, hey, you are forgotten me. Ah, God, you are forsaken me. God, you have done this. God, you have done that. Be careful. Maybe you should begin to search your heart. Is my heart not a kind of surface? Is my relationship with God not just on the mouth to mouth and surface level? Is my life, is my heart like that surface rock that the seed just fell and it couldn't, it couldn't do anything? Praise God. If we look at that place, the Bible said that they have no roots. They receive that word with joy, but no roots. So what's the essence of having the seed without roots? No fruit. The person will just be Christian on the outside, Christian on the leaf, but inside, nothing. Inside, no way. Why? Because it's life. It's kind of hearts. It's a heart that is just a kind that has a surface kind of love for God. The third kind of way or third kind of heart, and those are the things that affect how we hear. So some people, how they hear is that that seed actually falls in the midst of a thorn, thorny place. There are so many hearts that are full of bitterness, full of anger, full of so many things. The Bible said that the seed fell in on thorns. And it said, these are those that they become choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of life such that it brings no fruit to perfection. No fruit to perfection. No fruits. Christians, but no fruit to perfection. That is why a Christian can still do some things that the world does, and you say, ah, it's because there is no fruit to perfection. No fruits. Tons. Cares of the world. Cares of what the world has to offer. Cares of the glory of the world, which is just for a moment. Care for all those things, the Bible said. It's a heart that is choked up by the cares of the world. And all that is in the world, according to 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, it's the loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes, pride of life, 
That's what all the world has to offer. And the last one, which is the kind of heart and which is the way that the, the, the word of God or the way that God wants our heart to be, is to be like that good seed, the good soil. And that soil, the Bible said, that soil was able to grow. If we look at it, he said, but on that good ground are they which are honest, they have good hearts, and having had the word, they keep it and they bring forth fruits with patience. When someone has good soil, kind of heart, he hears the word. He doesn't stop there. He holds it fast. He doesn't allow it to slip away. No temptation can snatch this away. No trial can snatch, snatch this away. No. I know what I believe. I know what I have. I know what I have. What I have is, is more than pure gold. I will not give, I will not cast my gold to the, to, to, to the swine. I will not give that which I have away. I will not sell my inheritance. I will not sell my birthrights. I will not sell it. The good soil hears and holds fast patiently to the word of God. And you know when we do this, we are able to create fruits. The Bible said that that soil was able to bear fruits. And I was happy because the Bible did not say fruit with S. It said fruit. It said fruit. And that took me to how then can we bring forth this fruit? It's already in where we are read in verse 15. How then can we bring forth good fruits? We have realized that the kind of heart that we want is the kind of good heart, the good soil. That hears the word of God, holds onto the word of God, does not allow it to slip away, and does what the word of God says. So how can we have this good seed? If we look at verse 15, it says, But that on the good ground are they, wherein are honest and good hearts, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruits with patience. So I have here that ways in which we can bring forth fruit are number one, the foundation. The foundation must be right. And that is having the good ground, having the good soil. The foundation must be right. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, we like what he said, <laughs> the righteous can only patch. You can only patch. There is nothing that, there is nothing that you can do but to patch. But we thank God because God is giving us another opportunity that we can have this good foundation. We can be that righteous man that has a good foundation in Christ. There must be a good seed. There must be a good ground and a foundation in Christ. Still in verse 15, how can we bring forth fruit? We must have a honest and a good heart. We must have a honest and a good heart. We must be sincere to ourselves. That look, in this Christian journey, this is who I am. My status in the spirit realm, this is who I am. Don't say you are light when you are heavy. Don't say you are heavy when you are light. Be truthful to your spirit and be truthful to the Holy Spirit. So that when you are truthful to God, He can then raise you up. He can then help you. He can then help me. When you are truthful to yourself and truthful to who you are, when there's no deception, I don't want to come to fellowship for people to see me. If I was stand, I, I would have preferred sitting at the back. I don't want to come for fellowship for 
for people to see and pray most. I don't want to come to fellowship for people to see, ah, that person must be a spiritual person. I come to fellowship to fellowship my father. To have another time with God. To align back to Him. To bring myself back to Him. I come to the presence of my father to eat and to dine and wine. Let's come to the presence of our Father anytime we come in fellowship with Him to dine before Him, to wine before Him, to tell Him, God, this is who I am, this is where I am, even though Isaiah said, Woe is me, He saw Himself before God. Let's come before God's presence and see ourselves before God and say, God, this is who I am. Help me, I pray unto you. Help me. Help me. So we must be honest and have a good heart. But the third one is, we must hear the word, which is part of what we are doing. Hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word, continuously hearing. And in that same 15, I saw that what the scripture wants us to do is that we will keep the word being nurtured, growing. The word of God should not stop at hearing, it should grow. It should grow. When the seed goes, the seed dies. And it doesn't die and disappear. It grows, it emerges. It begins to grow. It grows and grows. It grows and grows. And lastly, it brings forth much fruits. Brings forth fruits. And that is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be more than who we are now. He doesn't want us to be, be, be remain at the baby states. He wants us to grow to maturity. That yesterday I was taking milk, but today I, 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 I deal with the with the with the hard word of God, with the strong meat, with meat. Let's leave those elementary stages of milk. Let's move on to maturity. Like I said, I said I gave my life to Christ in JS2. We were having a fellowship and they were welcoming well, 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 the informers. And they showed us a movie. Let's be I can never forget. When I watch left behind, and they asked who wants to be before they finish, I ran. Because I saw how heaven was in that film. I saw how hell was. I said, God, I want to come to heaven. I want to make heaven. And my mother in the Lord said, Mrs. Mommy she said, if you have given your life to Christ since when you were a teenager, and up till now, you've not been able to measure up, you are ashamed to the God. From that day I sat up. I said, God, I've been ashamed. Oh no, I've been ashamed. I've been ashamed. It's not in the multitude of what I teach, multitude of what I speak. No, my life should not be better than this. My life should not be better than this. My life should not be better than this. And I want to challenge us tonight. If you are giving your life to Christ and you are serious about it, and especially from what my mother and the Lord said, you are giving your life to Christ since when you were a teenager, when you were secondary school, and you are still being fed with baby milk? Ha! No, 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 no. You must not be ashamed to the body. You must rise up unto maturity. You must know what we have been called to do, like a great soldier. We must know that we are great soldiers. Great soldiers are always ready for war, ready for battle. And our Father in the Lord said, do not allow the enemy to bring war to your soul. Take the battle to his Don't wait until things are ah, God day. What am I going to do? No, take the battle. Draw the battle line. You see, if you cross here, you have crossed your battle. 
clothes as soldiers of the Lord. We stand at our post. We stand on our post. No matter what, we stand on our post. We stand until Christ comes. Or shake him up over you. We stand. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? What? What is able to separate me or you from the love of Christ? Shall burial or temptation? What is it? Trial? Persecution? What is the famine? Hunger? No! Nothing is able to separate us from the love of God. Nothing. As we go today, I want us to be angry on our inside. If I've been sleeping, it's time for this soldier to wake up. If I've been sleeping, it's time for this soldier to arise. Arise to our responsibilities. Enough of slumber. Enough of this slumber. The Christian body, the body of Christ has slept enough. And that is why the enemy is ravaging. He has brought the war to our soul. And now, we are now doing defensive. We are trying to... No. Let's arise. God gave me a song very many years ago. We will arise and build the walls that have been broken. We will arise, arise, arise. We will arise and build the walls that have been broken. Arise, arise, arise. Into us, 
when our foundation is right, when the oral spirit comes into us, wow people, not even people, how we know and we know and we know that our life is right with God is when this fruit begins to come out because the scripture said, and the fruits, that soil yielded fruits in their 30s, in their 60s, in their 100s. And at this end time, we need people that will begin to bear fruit in their 30s, in their 60s, in their 100s, in the spirit realm. So that when the enemy is checking out the spiritual antenna, this is that he's seeing or something for this sister. When the devil is seeing the spiritual antenna of Sister Rose, he is seeing Rockola praying for this sister. He's seeing the spiritual antenna. He's really seeing the spiritual web. That the fruit of the spirit is knitting together. He's seeing the spiritual antenna. He's seeing the spiritual web. That the fruit of the spirit is building together. And what are these fruit of the spirit? The fruit of the spirit are taken from Galatians 5. Galatians. If you are there, just stop maybe from 22 to 25. Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Please continue to 26. And those who are in Christ, and those who are who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become constituted, provoking one another, helping one another. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Nobody can do this work in us except the Spirit of God. You cannot love without the Spirit. I cannot be patient with you without the Spirit of God. I cannot have long suffering with my sister without the Spirit of God. You know, physically I can try, okay, I will just be patient. But I can only try for maybe one week, two weeks. By the third week, I will show you my true color. But when the Spirit of God comes upon a man and envelopes a man, like the Spirit of God enveloped Mary, I said, that what people to believe. When the Spirit of God comes upon a man and envelopes a man, to love will be a normal vocabulary. To have patience will be something that comes from the inside. To do good, to have faith, to be meek, to have temperance, to love, to have joy. It will just come from the archives of the Spirit. And as we rise up to can we just begin to say, Emi ole jaseo, Emi ole jaseo, Emi ni lovo, Waron ni lovo. Can we rise up and say, Awa ole jaseo, Awa ole Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. 
makes us to know that this walking in love can be possible only by the Spirit of God. Let me read Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed me, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Can we begin to say, Jesus, I need the grace to walk out myself for your salvation. From tonight, oh God, grant me the grace by the power of the Holy Ghost to walk out my salvation with fear and trembling. Holy Spirit, empower me tonight. I can't do it on my own. On my own, I am weak. On my own, I am frail. But Lord, your word says, it is God that's working in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Luke chapter 8, verse, 6, verse 15 says, He said, On that good soil, He said, Is a honest and good heart. He said, When it hears the word, it keeps it, and it brings forth much fruit with patience. Can you begin to say, Oh God, give me the grace to bear much fruit? The fruits of the Spirit. Begin to take, take, take your Bible and begin to look at Galatians chapter 5, from verse 23, from verse 22. Begin to pray it into your life and begin to say, Oh Lord, from now, you are granting me love, the grace of love, the fruit of love, in the name of Jesus. Lord, from now, you are granting me the fruit of joy. You're granting me the fruit of peace. From now on, Holy Spirit, begin to walk in me the fruit of long suffering. Begin to walk in me the fruit of gentleness. Holy Spirit, walk in me the fruit of goodness. Holy Spirit, walk in me the fruit of faith. Oh, Jesus, walk in me the fruit of meekness. Holy Ghost, walk in me the fruit of temperance. In the name of Jesus, I am crucified with you, O God. It is no longer I that live, but you that live in me. Father, Lord, for tonight, O God, you begin to do your work in me. You perfect your work in me, O God. In the name of Jesus, come on, perfect your work in me, Father. In the name of Jesus.
We thank you for the word of life. We thank you for energy of the spirit that you have, you have, you have inputted into us by the virtue of your word that has proceeded. Lord, receive our praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Eternal Father, we receive grace to run with this word. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every revelation that we have caught by the word, Lord, there will not be another way to so Amen. We will generate results by this word. Amen. We will become better by this word. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. It is you that walketh in us. According to Philippians 2 13. Both to will and to do your yes, full pleasure. Yes, Lord. You have unveiled your will to us. The things you want us to do, the things you want us to change, it is you that has done it. And equally, you are capable to also grant us the capacity to do because you are the one that wants to will and to do. Yes, Lord. So tonight, Lord Jesus, we receive capacity, Lord, to practice this word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we thank you for our moment of peace for us tonight. We pray that Lord Jesus will reveal her. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible said the laborer's soul shall be made fat. And neither waters shall be watered back himself. Lord, we pray you will water your daughter. Amen. You will fill her flesh. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We give her all glory. Yes, In Jesus' precious name we pray.